Our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of Mark in chapter 10. We will begin with the 46th verse. If you are following along in the Pew Bible, it is on page 47. If you are following along on a smartphone or at home, we are reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Hear now God's living word for you, the people of God. They came to Jericho, and he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho. Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. He began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he he cried out even louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called to the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And then Jesus said to him, My teacher, or Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. And immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. The grass withers, the flower fades, the word of the Lord endures forever. When I was living in Princeton, New Jersey, I enjoyed going to Princeton University hockey games. I especially enjoyed Ivy League matches because they were these really old rivalries and often had charming, antiquated traditions. And so I was disappointed one year when my friends told me that They were putting on a surprise event that same night as the Harvard-Princeton game, my favorite of the year, and they said I had to be there because part of the surprise, really the surprise, was for me. And I explained to them that there was this game, and they knew I loved going to that game, but they said, trust us, it's going to be worth it. I was disappointed, but I chose my friends over hockey. Turned out there was a catch. I didn't like the catch. They said that in order to receive the surprise, I had to be blindfolded so the surprise would not be given away. You can probably guess I was skeptical. But I trusted my friends, and I went along with their scheme. And so they showed up at my apartment, put on the blindfold, and they proceeded to walk me all over town. 
They walked me onto the university campus, through downtown, in and out of buildings, zigzagging until I was thoroughly lost. And then they walked me to the event and announced that we had arrived. They said that I couldn't take the blindfold off until we were seated, but once they walked me through the doors, I asked them, are we at the Harvard-Princeton hockey game? <laughs> they were stunned. They said, how did you know? I said, the room smells like an ice rink. It smells like hockey. Now, if you don't know me, or if you know me and don't know that I grew up playing ice hockey, I grew up playing from the age of six, my parents taking me to games all over town. I kept playing even in college and then into my 20s, and I don't know how entering that room that I knew that smell, that entering that ice rink, I knew the smell of the ice, or I don't know if maybe it's decades of players sweating in a room, Maybe it's condensers that freeze the ice that have a particular smell. I don't know what it is, but I knew the moment we entered those doors, the air that I was surrounded by was the air of an ice rink. And I'm not sure that I ever even noticed it before, but over a lifetime of breathing that air, I knew the moment that I was in the presence of hockey. What we give our lives to over the course of many years becomes a part of us. It becomes intuitive. More than simple habits, more than simply just what we give ourselves to, we, we become what we give ourselves to. You see, musicians don't become musicians by just picking up a guitar now and then or twiddling on the keys of the piano on an occasion. And a runner does not become a runner by going out for the occasional jog, nor does a person of prayer become a person of prayer only by saying grace at Thanksgiving and Christmas. The author Annie Dillard says how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. Devotion to something means that it begins to become a part of us and eventually we become a part of it. Something as simple as the smell of a hockey rink reminded me how important a sport was in teaching me about my own life, about teamwork, about trusting other people. A colleague of mine used to say to people who were skeptical of church, Try coming to church every Sunday for an entire year and then come to me and say that you are not a different person than you were a year ago. When Jesus is walking among crowds, when a blind beggar named Bartimaeus calls out to him and Bartimaeus persistently calls for Jesus' attention. He cries out to Jesus, calling him, saying, Son of David, have mercy on me. 
And these words, son of David, are more significant than they seem at a glance. For Bartimaeus to call Jesus the son of David is to make a theological claim. Bartimaeus, by saying son of David, is recognizing that Jesus is the Messiah. That Bartimaeus is saying publicly before this entire crowd that Jesus is the one that God has appointed to bring life to the world, to make the world whole in resurrection, to deliver people from fear, to ask for mercy is to ask for more than kindness. This is a sacred request from a faithful person who is prepared, who is prepared to follow Jesus. And Jesus asks, what do you want me to do for you? And Bartimaeus says, Rabbi, my teacher, let me see again. And Jesus says, go, your faith has made you well. It's a strange conversation, isn't it? Because Jesus is asking what he might do and in the end doesn't actually do anything. Or so it seems. It does not seem that Jesus needed to do much with Bartimaeus after all. And he simply says, go, your faith has made you well. For Bartimaeus had a faith that was prepared to experience wholeness. Bartimaeus was prepared for this moment long before he knew it would come. The short exchange between Jesus and Bartimaeus has left me wondering how a blind man, hearing that Jesus of Nazareth is walking by on a road, would call out to Jesus in such a manner that speaks of faith, that speaks of a Messiah. And this is the only time in the Gospel of Mark where this particular claim is made. It is the only time when someone cries out, Son of David. What is it about Bartimaeus that is prepared to voice what he proclaims? That Jesus is the Son of God, the one who repairs, who restores, who brings mercy, who offers grace. Such recognition, such understanding is not random nor is it spontaneous. A faith of this depth, of this kind, is formed and shaped over time within obedience and attention to God in one's life. It requires ongoing engagement with practices of faith. We don't read, after all, by just 
looking at the words. We don't learn to read by just looking at the words. We spend time learning the sounds that they represent and then forming those sounds, understanding words that have particular meanings. And then eventually in our adult years, we continue to learn new words with new meanings. And Bartimaeus, having given his attention to God through his life, means that when the day comes when he meets the Messiah, he knows what it means. He's prepared to experience something new, something restorative. He recognizes as Jesus passes by on the road that he is in the presence of God. When I was a kid, I guess they probably still exist, but there were these posters that were popular called Magic Eye posters. I don't know if you remember these. They were brightly colored, busy designs. They weren't necessarily all that attractive even. But when you trained your eyes on them, when you focused on it in a particular way and you you had to kind of work for it, you would eventually see that there was a hidden three-dimensional image in the design, in the patterns of color. It would emerge if you focused your eyes just right. I remember one where there was, there was water down at the bottom and there were dolphins that were jumping out of that water. If you just looked at the poster, you wouldn't be able to see it. But if you adjusted your eyes and your focus, you, if you practiced at it, you would begin to find these images taking shape within the design. Finding such a vision of God as Bartimaeus is able to, might require exploring what we understand about faith and what we cannot. It might mean listening for, for what, is, what is true and, and what we might find to not be true. When I was a child, someone told my sister and I that, that if we hung upside down long enough, for a long enough period of time that that our vision would flip and we would be able to see upside down. So we tried it. We turned on a TV show and we hung upside down on a sofa watching it. I'm not sure what we expected, but nothing happened except for all the blood going to our heads. Perhaps learning to see upside down is better as a metaphor than as an experience. For in a world where grace and faith are the foundation, we may begin to see with a vision like Jesus rather than our own ordinary expectations. And Jesus might, if we give our attention and focus to what Jesus teaches, Jesus might turn our expectations upside down. It is a vision where the blind can see. God's vision for the world is a world where brokenness can be healed. 
The Spirit works among communities where peace can restore where there is division. And a life of Christian faith requires a long attention in this direction, in the direction of Christ. It requires us to focus that attention on our lives in such a way that we continually are informed about what God is doing around us. And to do this prepares us to be able to understand what we may not be able to understand on our own. So what might this look like for us? What attention might we be able to give that would prepare us for a new vision of the world that has a Christ-like understanding? Could it be reading the scriptures every day with an ear that is listening for God's priorities? Could it be praying for people daily, maybe the church's list, maybe our own list, saying the names of the people who we know need blessing, perhaps even saying the names of people we know who need blessing but whom we don't even know? Maybe it means serving regularly in places where we know people need support. Maybe it means changing a career to answer a call that God is putting on your life. Maybe it is mindfully seeking justice where there is injustice until we see God's kingdom come. And maybe... Maybe it's any number of these. What does it look like for us to live with this long attention to God such that when we recognize Christ among us, we know that it is faith that might make us well? Maybe you already have this attention and maybe you would like more of it. Maybe you feel called to do something new to grow in your faith, and perhaps, maybe, you have had this longing and yet is still unfulfilled. Whatever it may be, I pray that in your deepening experience of God in your life, that you hear Jesus saying, that your heart is prepared to hear what Jesus says when he says, your faith has made you well. And may you rise up grateful, renewed, prepared, and ready to follow like the disciple Bartimaeus. May it be so today and always in Christ our Lord. Amen.